Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents the man of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome, my dear friends, to Navigate with IDNang. It's such an honor and privilege to be here with you. I'm grateful to God Almighty for the gift of life and sincere thanks to you for holding the fort, listening week in, week out, and more importantly, for those of you that do reach out to ask questions and also make comments. I want to thank you for that level of participation. In the last couple of episodes, especially from the 1st of October, we've been looking at igniting excellence and how we could ignite the spirit of excellence. That has been a turning point for us in expressing this in different ways. We had looked at the different qualities, and I hope you found it extremely useful. I think the time has come to also push this into the action gear, And the action gear is really about what will you do about it or what can you do about it? But before I forget, let me start by speaking to the Launch and Learn event scheduled for this month, October 31st. Uh, Friends, what I decided to do is to have an initiative every other month where not more than 10 people, not more than 10, very emphatically, sit around the table, share a meal, spend three hours thereabout. The last time we spent about four, four hours at the maximum. And then what do we do? We start the journey by going through the gamut of our careers and seeing what are the pain points that we have in our careers and how can we individually and collectively draw from the fountain of wisdom collectively. And at the same time, I'll be able to share personal experiences with one-on-one sessions before, after, and during. So this comes with its own attendant, um, what I'd call grace. The reason being that it's not up for everybody. There's a fee attached to it. The fee is basically just to show commitment and the extent of how far you want to go to learn. The fee does not in any way represent an opportunity for me to make stuff out of people. I hope you understand that. So I'm just putting it out there just in case there are some people that are wondering why and why not. One of the things I've come to realize in the industry I play, I play in the knowledge industry. This is where I own my own craft. People don't want to pay for intellectual property. People don't respect knowledge. They want it free. You go for a consultancy and people are telling you, um, can we we pay a quarter? You know, you're pricing a time and um, the reputation and experience of an expert and trying to make it look like it's rice and beans. That's not the point. So if you want to be a part of it, all you need to do is go to my Instagram page at IDY. E-N-A-N-G. It's on LinkedIn also. All you need to do is click on the bell. You need to register first and foremost. When you register, that gives you an opportunity for a 10-minute chat. By the way, it's not automatic that the minute you register, you'll be signed up. No. I'm going to have a 10-minute chat to have a feel if you are the right person to spend that time with the rest of the people. If you don't have what it takes, sorry, you will not make the cut and you will not be allowed to you know, to make any payments or move further. So it is not to say we're being exclusive, but I want serious-minded people. I mean, three hours of my time is a lot. On a Sunday, when I should be with my family, you know, I wouldn't be entertaining, walking around jokers. No, many people are just jokers. They're on a ride. I'm not on a ride going somewhere. And if you must know, as I step into this topic of today, which is about building personal milestones, I started from here with the launch and learn just to let you know that it's not an accident. If you look at the way I want to personally help people, support individuals, their businesses, 
to higher levels of productivity and performance. That's why my organization is called Corporate Shepherds. We believe in shepherding, being able to help people to be better than we are. And if anything, what I want to do is have as many of you to, to stand on my shoulders wherever I have stopped will become your own stepping stone and beginning. All it takes is an opportunity to be able to transmit and share with you live experiences, give you thoughts, and hopefully this will be help, health to your marrows and bring some things to your bones that will help you in your growth, either in terms of your career, your business, family, relationships, or what have you. So Navigate with ID sits as a big ship, and I will be using Launch and Learn and several other interventions as small lifeboats. So this is a lifeboat experience, and I want you, if you are interested, and you really think that your career is key to you and you're having challenges, go sign up for Launch and Learn, and you and I and the rest of the crew that will be there will make it happen for ourselves. By the way, even if it is one person, it doesn't matter. The whole idea is somebody somewhere is getting better and better. It's not about the numbers. It's not about the money. It's about you and it's about where you're going and how you can be supported. So if I'm going to move swiftly from there to talk about building personal milestones, you know, when you talk about igniting excellence, it was exciting. And we moved into a space where we understood what it took to have an excellent attitude. One of the things that I raised as a quality of excellence was knowing your brilliance. And this is building on who you are. And so if I start from asking a question, what is your reason for getting up in the morning? Do you know that a lot of us just go to bed and wake up First of all, we are not thankful. We do not even understand that many people would have passed through the night and never had the privilege of waking up. So I am taking that as grace and as a constant that God himself will continually keep us alive. And so your waking up every day is because God has granted you grace to see another day in order for you to fulfill your destiny in him. But many times when we sit in that space and we wake up, then you're going to ask yourself, okay, so what exactly am I going to do today? Do you ever feel that way? It just means that a lot could be going through your mind. It also means that some people who have no plans at all are basically just going to say, mm, where do I go today? Where would I launch out into the deep to see if I'll catch some fish? That is, they're looking for their daily bread or perhaps looking for a job. For those that are listening to this, that have already secured one form of security, that have already secured one form of assignment or the other, it makes it easier for you to understand what I'm saying. And it's all written and encapsulated in the word purpose. When purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. Listen, friends, regardless of where I am on the planet Earth and on the globe, Navigated ID will run on Lagos Talks on Tuesday and Thursday, by the grace of God. So I need to make myself available. So there is a reason and a purpose to have this program running. Because I know that I have a family out there. I may not have met so many of them. There are millions out there listening to me. I may not have met them physically, but somehow we have met because we've created a connect in a virtual space through the medium of radio. And so if by reason of me coming on air to be able to share and help and also learn at the same time from you, then it means there's a divine link and a divine purpose for my rising up to do the things I have to do. And yet, if I don't understand the purpose for which Navigate with ID, 
has been established as a lifeboat to be able to support and help people in their growth in life, then obviously I will not take it seriously. You would not find the level of commitment that you put into it. And remember, I talked about passion being one of those things that come through in when the spirit of excellence is ignited. But many times, because you don't know the reason for getting up in the morning, you flaunt it. There are many people that are walking around lifeless. They can't feel the essence of why they are alive and why they are on the same planet like others. They see other people being purposeful, but they can't understand what their own purpose is. If you are someone in that space, then the next couple of episodes, starting from today, will hopefully help you as you begin to build personal milestones. We are about to get to the last quarter, or we are in the last quarter, I beg your pardon, the last set of months that will close the year. When did you and I say Happy New Year? 2021 came in a few days back, if you understand what I mean. I'm exaggerating to make the point. It just feels like yesterday. And here we are, the middle of October. And before you know it, it's end of the year. Some will still close the year feeling frustrated. Some will feel happy. Some will be excited. Some will be dejected. Some will feel rejected. And all in all, it's all a function of the mind. But you can salvage whatever situation you are in now. And let me say this, like Apostle Paul said, let him that thinks he stand take heed so he doesn't fall. So you may think that things are going so well for you that you don't need to look through your life and say, is this what my life is all about? Am I living a life of purpose? If you don't know, you don't know. If you don't understand, you don't understand. But these are fundamental things that we need to have. This is the reason why a lot of us do not have a good sense and direction on what we want our lives to be. And so look at us as a nation, 61 years. If Nigeria was a person and we needed to personalize it and put that the entire nation into one as a person, what would be the reason for getting up in the morning? That begins to tell you that can the country itself begin to see itself as one of purpose? What is the purpose of the nation called Nigeria? You begin to ask yourself a lot of questions. And then it tells you that the color of leadership, the color of people that really want to help us in the journey of leading us to make the nation better, need to have something more than what they have been carrying. And don't mind all the distractions that are happening. There are distractions. Do you know why there are distractions? Because politicians know how Nigerians taper. They know that they can come to you and start making noise now. They distract you from the real thing. So you are busy discussing them rather than sitting down and planning about your life and how you'll execute your personal milestones. How do I know? Take conversations you are having with your colleagues at the office. Before you know it, you are talking about one person or the other in one political party, 2023. Our lives are revolving around persons who do not mean anything to the nation or even to themselves. There are a bunch of self-aggrandizers who have nothing else but to continually play the ostrich. I tell you without any out of doubt that on the unfortunate thing we have, we have a band of most of ostriches that are serving as leaders over this nation. And that's why I want you to understand that you need to stand up for yourself and understand that you need to do things differently. Yesterday, one of my colleagues at the Institute of Marketing came to my office to sign some documents. And as she was leaving, she had to take an Uber or was Bolt, whichever, one of them. And the Bolt driver had come in, so I had to see her off to the gate. That's something that regardless of whether you are junior, middle, or senior, whoever comes to see me in my office, it's just proper that I see that person off to the gate and even to the car. 
So this young colleague of mine, um, who apparently is a, is a copper at the secretariat of our institute, came with documents for me to, to sign. First of all, she was shocked that, sir, um, why are you seeing me off? I said, in her mind, she would have said, why is your guy seeing me off? What you will not understand, it's a habit. What you do continually becomes a part of you. She didn't voice it, but I could see it all over her. So I smiled, and when we got outside, I saw this bolt driver. His name was Shew. And I looked at his car, a Toyota Corolla. On the outside of the car, there was a lot of rust on different panels, and the car was looking tacky. And so I said to him, I said, Oga, why is your car looking this way? So he thought I was talking about the dirt because, yes, you had some mud around it. He said, oh, um, sir, I'm coming from some parts in Ikorodu. I know the road was dirty. I said, no, I'm not talking about sand. I'm not talking about mud. I'm talking about the look and feel of your car. He said, oh, I said, Oga, I said, do you realize that this car is the one providing the base for you to be able to elevate yourself to a place of productivity. I said, do you wake up in the morning and brush your teeth? He said, yes, sir. I said, do you take a bath? He said, yes, sir. I said, and then you wear your clothes. He said, yes, sir. I said, why don't you wear clothes that are turned? He said, ah, okay, I know fit. I said, but you are driving a car that is looking tacky. But it, there's no connection to tell you that the little money you are making, put it aside, go and spray this car. Let this car look neat inside. When your customers come in, they feel good. What if your customers come in every time they keep telling Bolt or Uber or whoever that the car is dirty? The feedback is, this man is dirty. The car is dirty. Someday they'll just tell you, gentlemen, we'll withdraw the license from you because there's been too, there have been too many complaints about you. Then all of a sudden you lose your livelihood, right? And then you start looking for a job. I looked at him and I said, what is your reason for getting up in the morning? Is it to satisfy people that are coming in to make them glad? Do you know that the man or woman you may pick may actually be the gateway to your destiny? That the man or woman you might give a ride from point A to point B. In the course of that ride, the man or woman might feel very, very excited and good that she or he was well-treated, that he will ask you questions, and that may just be the golden line you have been waiting for. I said, no, none to God are his works. And the man was looking at me and he said, he switched off his engine, and for about five minutes, he was listening to me. I said, this is what will fix our country. When individuals find themselves productive, I said, what you go do for me, go find some time, go and spray this car, panel beat it well, clean it every morning when you wake up, make it the best car anybody enters will feel good about. Now my young colleague, Balkis, was really looking and saying, okay, there goes my president. This is what she, she would just look at it and say, wow, this man. But I'm telling you, that is what the fire that is running in my bones. What are the personal milestones that you have? Stop looking at the politicians. We are putting our hope and fear and everything on the laps of these guys. These guys mean nothing. They don't know Jack. If they had any idea, we will not be where we are as a nation. We need to raise a new breed without greed. We need people that are purposeful in character and purposeful in attitude. That's the only way we can build Nigeria to become independent. And the more Nigerians are beginning to realize that they are the ones that have this nation to make and not the politicians or the leaders, the better. Here we are. We are sitting in a space where men just decide to dangle carrots and people jump at them. Even if the elections are going to happen in less than two years, what makes anybody feel that he will be alive at that time. The arrogance that some of our politicians walk around make me just look at them and say, if, if God just comes in the dead of the night and says, okay, this breath, let me suspend it for two seconds, will they be alive? They won't. 
And so they walk around as if nothing happens. Do you think most of these people think about the money? They just assume. You shouldn't. Don't assume that the morning is going to be yours. What you need to do is to ask yourself a big question. Have I discovered the purpose for my living? Purposeful living brings a lot of inertia. So when you wake up in the morning and you're thankful to God Almighty for the gift of life, you start from there and say, Father, thank you for I'm alive. Today, I'm going to live my life of purpose. That which you've given me for this day, I will fulfill it. And then you begin the journey as always. But in beginning that journey, my question to you, have you identified your destination? Or you're just one of the rabble rousers, wake up from sleep and then you think that things are just waiting for you, that the lines are falling to you in very pleasant places because you are the son of the owner or you are the daughter of the king. And so in the royal dainties of the palace, you can wake up anytime and do whatever you like. You will be shocked. You will be very shocked because as you lay your bed, that's how you're going to lie on it. That's what my father used to tell me many times over and over. Elder Sukho John Enang will always tell me, sometimes when my father wants to speak to me, he speaks to me with a knock. He will reset my brain. And once he resets it, trust me, the brain gets the automatic reset. Just one knock, he will get you back and say, are you okay? Is that your focus? Are you still aligned with the destination? Are you still in tune with several things? I remember very many years ago, I just finished my secondary education at Baptist Academy. And by the way, congratulations to you, my fellow old boys. Uh, we are marking 40 years of our living school um, by the end of this month. I mean, we've been together for 45 years. Crazy boys, most of them crazy, crazy, crazy. Saluting you guys for, for the friendship over four decades. Now, back to what I was saying. I finished from Baptist Academy. And then I had the privilege of going to Federal School of Arts and Science, Ondo, for my A-levels. Okay, remember I've told you the story before. I didn't make my jam cut off because my dad wanted me to study a course that would please him. But I wanted to study theater arts. And so we had the first fight. And I told you what I did. If you've not, then you need to go read my book. By the way, I have a book titled In the Grip of Grace. You can just go to navigatewithid.com and you can place your order if you want to. That's the story of my life thus far. It's a journey. And as I'm telling you about destination now, I'm letting you see it in black and white. And so I found myself at FSS, as we called it, Sasson then, and I got out, A-levels. The three papers or subjects I studied, Christian religious knowledge, government and economics. And why did I go pure arts and social sciences? I didn't want to do science because I felt my dad wanted me either be an engineer or an architect. I didn't want those, I didn't want those things. I just wanted to be a theater artist. But the man said, I, he doesn't want me to be an alue. So I did what I had to do. Now, here is where the rubber hit the road. Because of that serious detail, I was distracted. I went to FSS and do. I spent a lot more partying and having time with my friends. And I had three results. D in economics, E in government, and F in Christian religious knowledge. D-A-F, three points. I couldn't get into university. And so because of that, I couldn't study the course I wanted. I wasn't theater arts. My dad wanted me to go study accounting. So after that, and I truly didn't want it. So I came back home and then I got a job at the Ministry of Defense as a level six officer, a clerk. That the A-level result was what I used. And I wanted to tell you that I got in there working at the officer's pay office. Our office was at Obanikuru then. The Lieutenant Colonel was our commanding officer. And we handled all the payments of all the officers all across for the military, Ministry of Defense, whether Army, 
Air Force or the Navy. Everybody were paid from that office. And I sat there and I said to myself, wait a minute. Am I going to just sit here? Here I was, a young teenager at that age. I was 18, thereabout, plus. How could I just sit here and I'll just become a civil servant like that? And I said to myself, no, I need to go back. And so I've been saving my salary. I took my salary. Each time they were paying me then, um, I'll tell you exactly, 178 Naira a month. They'll pay us 50 Naira the 10th day, and the balance of 128 I'll get at the end of the month. So I was getting 178 Naira every month, and I was putting some money aside. My parents were staying at Satellite Town. I used to come all the way from Satellite Town to Obanikuru, of course, um, to sit there. Friends, this story is very important because I'll take a pause now, and when I come back, I'll continue from there. Because when you don't build personal milestones, you will blame everybody and anybody for your ills. So when we come back, I'll continue from where I stopped because I asked the question, have you identified your destination? We'll be right back. Don't go away. This is Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome back, my dear friends. Just in case you're joining us, uh, it's Navigate with IDNANG. We're looking at the subject building personal milestones. And in the first half of the program, started by asking the question, what is your reason for getting up in the morning? And the big ticket question that we were speaking to was, have you identified your destination? And I was telling a bit of story about myself, about how I went through secondary education at Baptist Academy. FSS and do my A-levels. I had two out of three papers, very poor, you would say, low grades. And so I couldn't take on the course of study that I wanted. And so I had to begin the journey as a civil servant working at the Federal Ministry of Defense. Now, here I was, a young lad, just sitting there. I was in the midst of other people. I still remember those days my colleagues in OPPO, that they used to call us, officers pay office. Again, we were, were just at number, I think 50, um, just across Baptist Academy on um, Ikorodu Road. You just imagine how, you know, coming out every day, seeing my alma mater on the left and my office, new office on the right. I was being paid 178 Naira every month, way, way back. And I said to myself one day, I had to come to myself to say, is this the life I want to live? Do you know why? My father had always said to me, he was a civil servant. My father had always said, he didn't mind that I go through school and come back as a career civil servant. That I would not start the way they started. That I would start from a level eight or level nine as it was in the civil service. That's when officers, those with a degree, were given either an eight or nine whether it was first or masters. And I always vehemently said to my father, no, I am not, I will not, that if I have to ever join the civil service, I would like to be in the customs or the external affairs. I'm sure someone is saying Ole, Ole of Nigeria, O-O-N. Way back then, it's not because I knew that customs were making money and their homes were different, you know? And the paraphernalia of office, having you know, guards and all of that. I just felt, hmm, this is good. And external affairs, I had an uncle, um, Mr. Kanem, who was always, you know, traveling. He was in one country or the other. I said, well, if I have to make myself a civil servant, either of these two. But to any other thing, I said no. Little did I know that destiny was calling me in a different direction. So sitting there, I had to come to myself like the prodigal son did. If you've read the story of the prodigal son, he had to come to himself. And so I'm telling you now, if you're going to make your life count, you need to come to yourself. You need to ask yourself, is this why I am living? You need to ask yourself, why am I living? If you don't, you will continually be with the Joneses. You will be one of those pawns that the politicians will use and send you errands board. You wake up in the morning and go and surround their houses and sit there and they'll beckon on you, and later they'll give you five naira. 
five naira that can't buy you a loaf of bread. And so I sat there, you know, and I began to say to myself, I need to go back to college. I need to go back. This same levels, I need to go back. And then I met an, a former colleague of mine. He's late now, Dale Mipeko. We both went to Ministry of Education to see if we could get to go back to retake our A-levels. We met a very nice woman and she graciously helped us. I went to FSS Suleja. She said she would not send both of us to the same institution. She would send Peko to Sokoto. So Peko went to FSS Sokoto and she sent me to FSS Suleja. That was how I found myself in the town of Abuja and going through Shiruro Dam and all of that. Cut a long story short, I went back to retake my A-levels. And from that point, at that point in time, I spent about a year as a civil servant and I learned quite a lot about the civil service. But I knew that someday, if we are going to sit back and say that this nation will grow, that we needed good quality people that would have a sense of commitment, loyalty, and excellent serving in our civil service. Because what we had then, 30, 40% of the people will just come write their names and they will disappear. Our offices moved. We had our office, of course, you know, in Ikoi. And then you see what people were doing. And I asked myself, do I want to stay in this place and you see some kind of practices and live with it? And I said to myself, no, I will not. I would rather, I'll go do something different. And that's something different is to pursue that dream. When a man does not have a sense of purpose, when a man does not have a, a destination in mind, he will fall for anything. Are you in a job now that is just to put food on the table? You get tired. And when you get tired, your productivity will wane. And when your productivity wanes, you'll be kicked out. Why don't you rehash every single step? Take a step back. Begin to ask God, what is my purpose in life? What do you really want me to do? Because you didn't create yourself. Don't think you fell from the skies. But if you are part of those that say you came through some species, I wish you good luck. I'm not from any species. I'm beautifully and wonderfully made. So there must be some essence to my living. What exactly is it? How will I know? You can't know by just sitting back there. You need to start thinking about how you're going to build personal milestones. It's a spirit-to-spirit -spirit thing that you wake up and you say to yourself, I feel that I should add value to my family. I feel I should add value to my nation. I feel I should add value to my community. That in itself begins to prod you in a certain direction. It is all because you have begun the journey of building a legacy. Friends, let me submit to you. If you're listening to me keenly and you're wondering how your life is going to transform and be better, then you need to ask yourself this potent question. Is building a legacy important to you? Is building a legacy important to you? If it's important to you, then you do things differently. I just look at it and I'm asking myself, if I were president today, what would I do differently? One of the things that I would do boldly, and I believe it, is to say, Nigerians, you know what? Time has come for you guys to have your constitution. We are going to can this one and then let's build a fresh constitution where we can say we the people. That is the legacy that nobody can ever erase. I pray he does it. Because if he doesn't, that will elude him. And then some other person will come, take the shine. Do you know that decisions we don't ever make become the albatrosses? That when we come out and we begin to bite our fingers, there will be a thought in you that said, why did you not listen to the inner mind, the inner spirit talking to you? What is your inner spirit telling you now about your work? Even about the relationship you are in. Many of you married wrong simply because you didn't listen to that inner spirit. 
but you were sitting on the outer courts of extrinsic life, materiality. You look at a man and say, this is the man I want, simply because he has a retinue of cars. You don't understand what is driving the man, but you are looking at what he's driving. You make yourself a punching bag. But when you are there, resolute, you go beyond what car the man is driving to understand what drives the man. Your decision will be accurate because you'll see that this one is not a human being. This one is a batterer. And so you can see the signs. You can tell. But if you are jaded because the guy is giving you words of cash, money they finish, money can finish. Let me tell you, don't be fooled. If you have a million naira today, you must pray to God that you don't have a million and one naira problem. That one million is gone. There is nobody that has a terminate space for resourcing. Everybody is still very much effeminate. There's no amount of money anybody has that cannot crash. Go and ask very many of the people that have gone up and have gone down. They will tell you once upon a time, I controlled cash. Banks were looking for me. But today, the banks are no longer looking for me. I'm the one begging and running away from the banks because I've been bankrupted. Don't sit in a place and think that cash will make you build a legacy. No, it is what you do with your life that is purposeful that will become a legacy. I know what it took me to resign from a top job at L'Oreal as managing director. My boss looked at me when I said to him, I'm going to follow my dream. Jeff, I'm not staying again. And he said, I did. Corporate shepherds, will he put food on the table? Man, you're an executive. Listen, ID, you can't live just like that. You're the most senior black man in this company across the world. Why would you leave a thing like that and just go do your thing? I said, because destiny beckons. And so six years ago, I took that step. But I mind you, 12 years ago was when I formed Corporate Shepherds. And I started being on radio then, Navigate with ID. It didn't start now, it started 12 years ago. Because I knew that there was something that God has given to me that was purposeful. And so, struggle it has. The struggle will continue. You will fight different dimensions of it. But I put my heart and I will to it. That's where the strength is. Do you know how fulfilled I am when I see one person just turning around to say, thank you. That which you said in that program helped me turn around my life. That's more than a million dollars. You may not understand it. You may think I'm just speaking. It's not just speak. If you are in the place where you've identified your purpose, you will understand that building a legacy is very critical. How do you build a legacy? What are you going to do differently? As Nigerians, we all need to come together and say, we want to build a legacy country that will bequeath to our children and our children's children. What that means that we'll say, we will not take nonsense or any raga raga rain from politicians. That these guys just begin to take us as baseball bats and then 2023 will come and they'll come dancing around again at the state level, at the federal level, at whatever level they come dancing around, going all around the place. They are taxing you now and putting the money as their own war chests. They are taxing you. When they tax us, they will use the money to go and put it aside. And they'll try to tell you, oh, this is the budget, recurring to capital. And they will borrow. When they borrow, they're still consuming. Do you know what we are doing? And some people will stand up. Some voodoo economists will stand up and tell me we have to. Our recurrent expenditure has, has to be there. With a bloated civil service, who does that? With a bloated government and leadership, one particular executive will have 10, 50, 100 SSAs. On what? What are they doing? They are all busy running around doing nothing. Do you think that our leaders are legacy-minded? If they are not, why do you put your hopes in them? Why not focus on what you can do and let's turn around our own immediate environment and let it produce for us? And let it produce for us. It's only seed, time, and harvest. If you don't have a seed in the ground, the time will elapse and there will be no harvest. But what are you sowing now? What are you putting into the ground as your own seed? What are you working for and why are you working? If you're a student, 
what do you really want to do or make of your life? I look at the young ones. I pity them most times because when they look up, they will see responsibility that they will think is responsible. When, whenever I look at a certain group of people, especially the young ones whose parents are supposedly rich, I just look at them. When I say rich, yeah, I'm talking about those ones who know that two years ago, they were struggling to eat a pot of beans in their home. And one year after, when their father had an appointment, they were now eating and feeding fat and even throwing money at people. They become sons of the land and they forget the yesterday. They get into a place of prodigality. But not long after, you can tell, like David said, the prosperity of the wicked. said he did not know their end until he got into the sanctuary. If you don't get into your inner sanctuary, you will not see what will happen at the end. It may look dandy and great now. You can continue stealing. You can continue amassing the wealth, but that does not guarantee that you'll be alive. Hey, one thing that will come through, you'll find most of the people that take what is not theirs, especially those that take things that are meant for others, they will be struck in a way that they use this supposed wealth to get their health. Why do you wonder why most of them fall ill? And when they fall ill, all the money, all the money that they have amassed, they'll keep pushing it to keep themselves up. If only they know that you don't need all of that because the best things we need are in earthen vessels. There is this treasure in earthen vessels. If you and I understand that godly living living well, loving our neighbors, taking our neighbors together, not looking at them with any coat of tribe, tongue, whatever, ethnicity, but taking them first as humans, will both build a legacy that ultimately this country will be the best in the community of nations. Nigerians are resourceful. Nigerians are great. Nigerians have what it takes Put a Nigerian anywhere, you're going to see green productivity. That's who we are. But for some odd reason, while men slept, you just had some uncanny evil spirits come to sow all manner of tears, all manner. Then you ask yourself, how did we get to the place where 419 has become almost like a norm? Don't get me wrong. You have others. All over the world, there are corrupt people. All over the world, you have con men. But trust me, Nigerians are smart. We are so good and so smart. Why don't we channel, guys, all the things you are doing, why don't you channel those great thoughts rather than swindling your brother or sister to have money to impress people that don't like you? Why don't you channel it into building schools, letting the next generation benefit from it? creating models that will build and sustainably build the future. If you can only do that, Max Zuckerberg is not a star. He's just a human being. And we have so many marks in this country. There are so many young people whose new oil is technology and their skill. Why would you, if you have not identified your destination, why are you sitting back and just waiting? or doing something that is not of you. I had to make that choice myself. If I didn't, and I sat there, I'll wait to be promoted to level seven and to level eight. Before I know it, I'll be, level, I'll be 10 years in the civil service. I'm not saying that the civil service is bad. My parents, I'm a product of the civil service. My father spent 35 years. My mother spent 35 years. Seven this country are civil servants. They are still alive. At some point, and many times, their pensions were never given to them. Thank God for children who could stand by them. And that's why you have the likes, those characters called Mena. You just wonder, one man comes and sweeps away the billions, years of service that people have put together. And you tell me that God is not a just God. They don't have to lock anybody in prison. He's waiting for him ahead. His generations ahead will pay for it. Whether he likes it or not, except he repents. And that's where God is merciful, friends. I'm just letting you see this, that Building a personal milestone is very critical. And it takes you asking yourself some very tough questions.
Let's not depend on the system. The system that has been created now is not a good system because it is a system that has a lot of fault lines. The men that are creating the system now are creating it to fit, fill I mean, just imagine when you look at the statistics, Nigerians in diaspora contribute the second largest contributor to inflow and to revenue. Yet these guys are disenfranchised. They, are, they cannot vote and they are Nigerians. So, and look at the population of our students. Typically, run about the last um, census of statistics, 22 million of them sitting there that are disenfranchised. What is the vote that will bring in a typical president or governor? So imagine these students register where they are. They register in their schools. But when the time for elections come, they are all in their homes. They cannot vote. You think the politicians don't know what they are doing? That's why they will never support electronic voting. And we are sitting there and looking at them and saying, nah, nah. the time has come for Nigerians to begin to think and understand that our destiny is in our hands, not in the hands of politicians. And it takes you understanding who you are. Do you have a destination in mind? Do you believe that Building a legacy is important to you. If you do, then decisions that we want to make will be legacy-driven, not politically driven. No consciousness about party. I don't care which party. I don't even care. Listen, friends, I'm thankful to God for my mentor and father in the faith, Dr. Bakari. You know, for the, if you're not listening, that's a big deal to please go just listen to the last State of the Nation broadcast he had on Sunday that it talked about the black box of Nigerian politics and opened it for you to see what's in that box. Then you realize that a lot of us are unproductive simply because we have degenerate leaders, people that are not going forward and we think we will go forward. If the men that are driving policy are not going forward and they are staying for their own selves, why do you think they will involve anybody? They won't. They will only allow their children and their families and those ones will come outside and start flinging and giving you crumbs. And you, like this Lazarus, will be asking from the crumbs of the bread. Crumbs are still part of the loaf because part of what they use in baking the bread is in the crumbs. But why do Nigerians settle for crumbs? It's because we don't understand the essence and the purpose of our living individually. And so collectively, we are on a different trajectory. I look at how people are saluted. A man who has forged certificates, who was found to be uncanny, who will sit back and want to govern a state, and people are saluting and celebrating him and coming out of mass. And you ask yourself, oh my God, how did we get here? Can poverty also make people just lose their sense of reasoning? I want to sit back and look at the days when men will stand is this the foundation that this nation was built on? No. And so Nigerians need to arise, arise in their heads. Think, if you don't think as an individual, when next time you're sitting back, rather than discussing about one political party or one individual that is going for presidency or going for governorship, think about legacy. Think about what do we do to fix this country? How do we fix our company? If you don't have control over anything, you have control over yourself. And then when you have control over yourself, you can influence your brother or your sister. How do you influence the next man, the next woman? By infusing superior knowledge and thinking and making them think. Nigerians have stopped thinking. Our brains have been frozen. It's like the brains are in the freezer. We need to bring it out. Don't put it in any microwave. Thank God for the sun. Just put a lot of people. You need to bring a lot of people and let them stay under the sun so that their brains, they block in their brains will get off. Let's start thinking, friends. It really irks me. It pains me to the marrow when I sit back and I see young children, young boys, young girls, just wasting away. How? No education. And yet, people cannot sacrifice. I remember when I joined Cadbury. Cadbury was in a very bad state. When I joined as commercial director, 
my part of my entitlement was for them to give me official cars. I had two official cars attached to me. And I said, no, nobody was going to buy me a car. The last set of directors that were removed were excused from the company. Which cars did they use? And they took me into the car park. And I said, I pick, I'll pick from here. Everybody was looking at me and saying, ah, who is this man? I picked from there. If you know anyone that served in Cadbury or worked in Cadbury at the time, between 2007 and 2010, go ask them. I'm saying this publicly. I refused to buy a new car. I refused to get a new car. But I know what my other colleagues did when they joined. They all got new cars. Why did I choose to go and use an old car? Because the company was not okay. The company was sick. That's the heart of service. When you have to die to self so that others may rise. Many of us just don't care about others. It's all about self. A self-made man is a disaster going somewhere to happen. You can't always be about self. You can't be a self-driven man. It can't all be about you. And so you see this selfish attitude we all carry with pomp. We all come out. It's all about you. It's not about you, friends. All you need to do is just go to the hospital and you'll see that there are people there that can't even move a limb, that can't speak. That God has been merciful to you does not mean that you take that grace for granted. The time has come for us to think again and ask ourselves, is this who we want to be as a people? Is this who you want to be as a man? That's why I'm having lunch and learn sessions, friends. This is what I discuss with people. So when I ask you to come and register for lunch and learn, I'm not asking you to come and feed me. No. By the grace of God, God will continue to feed me. His grace is sufficient to keep me and mine. But I want you to be better. The reason for this program is for you to be better, for me to be better, for us to iron to sharpen iron, and we'll get to a place called there. That's the destination in God you and I should get to. And when I come back on Thursday, by the grace of God, I'll continue from here. But I want you to take this as a personal space that you want to build your own personal milestones from now. And it starts from you asking yourself, can I build a legacy? And I'll say to you, my dear friend, yes, you can. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, you can send a mail to me at contact at navigatewithid.com. Uh, you can also follow me on all the social media platforms. And my handle is at I-D-Y-E-N-A-N-G. Come and let's reason together. Your best days are still ahead. God bless. Goodbye. And that was Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds.